the most requested podcast. All right, once again, y'all, we are back. Uh, this is your boy, Rob, that one cat, Allen, and this is Stops with that one cat. I'm here with my homeboy, Poppy Rich. Hey, greetings, greetings. What's going on? The new Cincinnati. On the most requested, most requested podcast. So today we're just going to jump into, um, I wanted to talk about how basically they are doubling down on anything black being bad or whatnot, except for our culture. Um, and a lot of what I'm going to talk about today kind of already happened, uh, but it's still relevant and uh, it still resonates with what I'm saying. Um, so uh, I don't know if y'all been paying attention to the news, but 28 states, mostly Republican states, um, have already passed legislature or they are pushing legislature to where they basically whitewash anything that white people did to black people. So as far as slavery, Black Wall Street massacre, um, how they've put all of these uh, towns uh, under lakes um, and they killed all those people. So true, true shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Um, you know, so um, seven states uh, have already passed legislature to uh, be able to take uh, slavery out of all text, all, all history books. So basically, in those states, white kids, black kids, whoever, won't know the atrocities that happened with with slavery. They won't know how we were brought over here as slaves, and you know all the lynchings and the hangings and the killings and all that went on with slavery. They won't know none about that unless there's some type of a rogue teacher, professor, whatever that wants to go against the grain and tell them the real truth. Um, so that's a problem. And it's a problem because if they can get away with not telling the history, then there will never be any type of justice or anything done as far as for our kids' kids. So kind of going digging into critical race theory. Yes, yes. Okay. And okay. then, you know, since we're bringing up critical race theory, uh, critical race theory um, was brought up in the 70s and 80s. It's not a new thing. Um, and they're not even teaching it really in schools. Like, that's what's crazy. Like, you have to be in law school in order to even learn it. Like, right. you have to be in law school. That's not, you know, you don't learn it as a, as a doctor. You don't learn it as, you know, anything else other than being in law school. But they're, you know, white folks and Republicans are trying to fight for this to not be taught like it's taught in K through 12. There's no K through 12 school where this critical race theory is taught. Because they but, thought it, they were making it seem like it was um, it's, it's a bad thing because you're teaching hate. And that was a, a big issue with it. Right. It's a bad thing because it teaches whoever is learning it how the system has been set up to go against black people. Okay. And it's been, it's, it's, it teaches how the system was made by white folks to keep white folks as the oppressor. And okay. that's why, because basically if you learn critical race theory and you pay attention, you see how the white, I guess, upper echelon wants to keep power and they don't want to give it away to black and brown people. Mm, okay. So okay. it's not that it's teaching hate, it's teaching the truth. So you think we're gonna you think that 
I don't know. I, I'm gonna tell you this right now. I feel like I was kind of dis- uh, disappointed that I used to we used to dress up as, as Indians and yeah. pilgrims. Yeah. And then to find out later on, as I get older, oh, they weren't really just having a good time. No, it was some other stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like, well, damn, we were playing around Thanksgiving. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, I feel I feel worse because I was lied to. Right. And, you know, and that's what it is. Like when they teach you as a kid, you know, Thanksgiving was, you know, this this big old party and, you know, Indians and pilgrims came together and ate turkey and and, and, and squash and sang kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm I saying? Before they got the stuffing. They yeah. Stuffing then. Yeah. Okay. No, no. So, you know, it was just like, you know, as a kid, that's what you talk. Just like, you know, Pocahontas. Oh, yeah. John Smith. Yeah, John Smith. Like, you know, they made out John Smith to be this badass. He was going to do anything to protect Pocahontas. Uh-huh. But real life, they took her on the Mayflower and raped her and basically made her a sex slave. Damn. But Disney uh, ain't going to tell you that. Nah, Disney made it sound like it was our uh, bubbles and cake. Yeah, you know. All right, we'll be right back after this break. Stay tuned. We, we're already in here deep right now. This is Poppy Rich, the most aggressive podcast. And that one cat with my thoughts. All right. Cincinnati, sweet. What's up? You already know I'm on the most requested podcast. The official clothier of the most requested podcast is Euro Boutique RX, styled as unique as you. All right, y'all. So we back. Um, you know, had to do a little intermission real quick. A little nice little commercial break. Yeah, I had to play daddy for a second. My daughter was walking through here. <laughs> Crazy. Man. So, so basically, um, along with um, critical race theory, one thing that um, they want to stop uh, it's called the sixteen nineteen project. And Ooh. the sixteen nineteen project is basically. Um, it was developed by Nicole Hannah-Jones back in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got some stuff going on today. Listen, man, I got I got dogs over here. You one, be, one to have some love. Come over here, man. Come on, we talking about 1619, man. Hey. Go ahead, man. You know what's up? You a black dog. Right, you know. You know, put your little power up. Yeah, come you on, know, right. So uh, the 1619 Project basically just details the truth about black folks, you know, in America and basically tells the truth about everything from the first year we got here on up to now. You know, so, you know, everything that happened in uh, Jonestown uh, and everything that happened, you know, with the first slave ships and the, the, you know, just the whole history of the real history of it, okay. not the whitewashed history of it. Right. And that's another thing that Republicans and white folks are really trying to, they trying to shut that down because for some, they, the, the problem is, it's not really a problem, it's a good thing. The younger generation of white folks, for the majority, they don't care about race like that. No. And no. that's Biracial, everything. Yeah, Nobody yeah. Really cares. yeah. And that's a problem for those who want to stay in power that are white because they don't want to keep up the status quo. 
So they don't care that, you know, my neighbor is black. They don't care that, you know, anything that the teacher's black or anything like that. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend, my girlfriend is black or, mm-hmm. my, you know, none of that. They don't care about none of that. They don't care about the Aryan nation and the Ku Klux Klan, and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's done with, you know. And the problem with, the, with that is, is that if enough of the white folks think, of, think that way and then they learn all the shit that has been done to black folks and brown folks and and Indians and Asians and all that, then they'll start to sympathize and empathize with us. And then that power structure will go away because then we also have allies on our side that is trying to fight for real equality. And then, you know, that power structure is gone. Right. So, you know, it's, um, they they're using more than just this, like uh, with the uh, look at the Olympics. Everything that happened with the Olympics that was negative was around black people. Uh, Shikari uh, Richardson. Um, uh, yeah, that was big. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I guess if she smokes weed, it makes her run faster, which is the dumbest shit ever. Because <laughs> anybody that knows if you smoke weed, you. You sometimes some people are sluggish or you wanted to sit down and munch, you know, yeah. get the munchies or whatever. So yeah. it's nothing that's enhancing, you know, her mother, pet, her her biological mother passed uh, right before the race. And, you know, she just she, she was did what anybody else would do. She self-medicated and, you know, she just wanted to feel better. So, you know, she hit a joint. I don't smoke weed. She didn't drink alcohol and go yeah, kill everybody. Right. She didn't run over nobody. She didn't run over nobody. She didn't take no growth enhancement drugs. No. I would say she, her, she needed to work on her star. Her star was a little slow, but she did. Yeah, get up but she killed, them. killed them. She killed, killed them. them. With right. ease. But, um, you know, uh, then they, they went to the, I think it was Nigerian or, or one of the countries in Africa. They're runners. They had too much testosterone in their system uh, for women. So they can't oh, run. Really? Yeah. So they couldn't run because they had too much testosterone as far as women is concerned. They couldn't run the, um, I think it was like the 100 meter or the 200 meter, something like that. Yeah, but that. Um, then the um, they banned the certain cap that was... Uh, made just for black swimmers because, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. they ban that cap uh, and they have to wear the cap that white folks wear. And we all know there's nothing racist about it, but white folks do not have the same type of hair that black folks got. White folks' hair, when it gets wet, and wants to lay down. White folks' hair grow out their head. And even if it's curly, it still grows and lays down. Mm-hmm. Black folks' hair grows up and out. So it doesn't matter if you have a whole bunch of hair and you're a black woman or you're a black man, you know, you need a certain cap that's going to actually cover your full head. And they banned the only one that was, you know, that that was made for us. And uh, like it was some type of a secret weapon. Like if we so put on this cap. They, that's, is that why they were talking about the design of the cap? Yeah. Why they couldn't wear it now? Yeah, because it was only made for black people. It's called hmm. a soul cap. You shouldn't have called it soul cat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, so you watch like, your wordplay, yeah. Y'all. But you know, it was right. like the the problem with it was they said they did test on it and um other ethnicities uh that wore the cap, it didn't fit them as snug as it would a black person. Like, duh. Don't wear the shit. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm not telling and, the white boys to wear the wave cap, but it, they do. Yeah. It's their problem. You they ain't going to get no waves, homie. It's like, bro, you're not. Yeah. It's over. So, you know, it was it, it was all that stuff. And, you know, then I thought about Michael Phelps, and I think his name was Ryan Lapsey or something like that. Oh, the other Olympic swimmer? Yeah. Oh, he was messed Both up. Both of them, they were they, – they got pictures and all this shit – hitting bongs and yeah, all yeah. this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And Mike Phelps even came out and said, you know, yeah, I smoked tons of weed. Yeah. You know, he ain't had it. Yeah. Nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, why well, they, they that... gave? I think they held him up for a second. But then they were like, you know what? They ain't take none of his medal. They ain't yeah. stopped from swimming. Nah, they said, you, we just want you to keep on swimming. Now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and his parents ain't, you know, ain't die right before the race. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he was out just had a party. Had yeah, a he just out. Yeah. I smoke weed at home. We'll smoke weed here. Like, right, you know, it's right. nothing. So, you know, it was. It, it's all that. Like, it, if you do the same thing, and we all know this, if you do the same thing that white folks do, it's 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 ten times worse when a black person does it. Oh yeah. You know, it's so many studies where you know white and black people do the same crime, but black people get you know twice as many years or twice as much time, and you know it's just like it, it it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It is crazy how you know it's like every time, every time you get to a, a point with black folks, like after George Floyd. It looked like black people was kind of coming together and we had white folks in the fight with us and white people was just as engaged in the whole uh, George Floyd uh, protest as black folks were because they tired of the shit too. They tired of hearing about it. They tired of reading about it. They tired of seeing it on, you know, on MSNBC and Fox yeah. News or whatever. Yeah. Well, once again, that goes back to that power structure. If white folks start to empathize and sympathize with black folks and brown folks, then they know that they have the power to change. We have the power to try to get the, mo- the momentum started. But they have the power to change it because they're 69% of the population to where... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, that's all right. So uh-huh. they do have the power to change it. Yes. Well, I'm gonna ask you this, man. Um, when we usually come, typically come together for funerals. Mm-hmm. We came together for George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what is it really going to take for the black community? Do you feel it's going to take for us to really come together, a black community, on a consistent basis for a consistent goal? And let's just say even here in, in the city, right here in Cincinnati, okay? What what are we doing now to help push our agenda? Because after all that, all the rioting and stuff was over, it's like, oh, it's cool. Back, back you know, oh, people. I got my check. I got my little right, stimulus right, check. Right, right. Uh, you know, I've been getting unemployment. I don't have to go to work right now. Mm-hmm. I don't need y'all. I'm cool. I think the, the biggest thing is that what's going to have to happen is there's going to have to be some type of programming um, and reprogramming for for minds, but programs and and things to help black folks get out of the struggle. Okay. The more the the more that black people have resources and, and they're able to do certain things, get up out of the struggle. There's no need to sell drugs. There's no need to be in gangs. There's no need to uh, you know do certain things that are being done by black folks because. 
they have the resources so they're not struggling. Um, you know, a lot of the times when you talk to these young guys, whatever, they're saying that they got to sell drugs because they got to they got to feed mama. Or they sell drugs because you know they they want a they want a fast car or you know they want the new Jordans or whatever. But well, it's hard though, man. It's hard when they got you. You you talking to somebody that made one hundred and fifty k? You know, the last yeah. few months it's hard it's hard to turn that. But uh, you're right. So yeah, if if you make you right, if you getting a dope boy that's making you know a band a day or you know a band or you know every two days or whatever, yeah, it's gonna be hard to try to get them to go to Burger King. You know, yeah. and make you know make five hundred dollars every two weeks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That is, but if those same dudes can find the resources or find a a system or like let's say multi level management, if you're a real hustler and you really out here and you know you working to get every every dollar you possibly can then multi-level management might be something you can look into because one if you can take those same attributes so let's say you're no longer the foot soldier and you're no longer on the on the block 24 7. yeah you pulled away from the front lines right. you but what like happened is you got five or six people now under you those are your foot soldiers and they're bringing all the shit back to you mm-hmm. so then maybe you should if you wanted to you know get out the game or whatever look at multi-level management because you're basically doing the same thing you're going to start in foot level pushing your products and then what happens is once you get so many clients now you can pull people in show them how to get the clients like you did and then once they start getting the clients then boom Everything that they make, you getting a cut of, and you don't even got to be out the office no more. You can just basically sit there, let your foot soldiers work for you. So is it like creating that new product? Basically, or, yes. You know, it's I like, feel like if you, your product is the drugs. Exactly. So now what? I because I'm like, you know, starting a start some sort of business. I mean, I, I'm not trying to tell you how to do with your money, whatever, do right. whatever how you do with your money, but to start something else, like you could there. You know, I know some people that buy into real estate. I know some mm-hmm. folks that then turn that money around and uh, they own a, a small car dealership or right, something like right, that. Right. So it's just how do you, you know, reposition that money, those funds that are coming in, and then how do you bring your man in now? Well, I got my guy in here now. Hey, bro, you ain't got to sell these packs. I'm gonna put you over here working exactly. this, this this store exactly. I got and make exactly. that happen. Right. So then, and you know, and basically, yeah, that, and that's you know, and. You know the but the thing that's different from foreigners coming over opening up stores and businesses compared to us being black in america and trying to do those same things the u.s pay for the foreigners to come over here and open up businesses they give them visas they give them uh 10 years taxes tax free Mm -hmm. uh you know to come over here and set up businesses you know rather it's a laundromat it's a, a a Chinese restaurant, uh, it's a gas station, you know, whatever, they still get all those opportunities to where we can go into a bank with decent credit, maybe better credit than they do, uh, and, you know, ask for a loan and we'll get turned down just because we're black. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's certain things that you can maneuver away from that. And, you know, we, me and my wife uh, have been coming up with certain things to where, um, God willing, uh, real soon that we're going to be able to launch um, a list or a website or something to where we have those 
resources that are available and you know where to go. You know, okay. my wife is the plug of the city. Uh, for those of you don't, who, who don't know, uh, Jamie O'Collins, Allen is my wife, uh, J. Codis Mill, uh, Brad Miller, you know, she goes by many different names, uh, madebymill.com. <clears throat> if y'all want to get any, you know, type of custom products, I know oh, yeah, that's dropping, like you know, dropping a little, you know, shameless plug, but uh, <laughs> madebymill.com. Um, but uh, with her and her background, and how many people she knows that can get certain things done. Um, we have a little circle or a little system of people to where we can get a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of resources that other people might not be able to get to. And we've been, she's been, you know, trying to work on a little thing to where we can get that out to more people. Okay. Um, and I really think that because the lack of resources for black folks everywhere, that's why the black crimes are going the way that they're going and also you know we don't do crime no better or no no more than anybody else the only difference is because they want to continually demonize black folks they have to say that Uh, they they have to, you know, do certain things to where they have to demonize and make black folks look more, you know, worse than anybody else. Um, but what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a small break. I will come back with you guys. Once again, I'm on the most requested, re, most requested podcast. Jesus Christ. I'm robbed that, <laughs> I'm robbed that one cat, Alan. And uh, these are my thoughts. I'll be right back. Most requested podcast host, Poppy Rich. Let's get it. You can reach Transformation Kennels online, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and our website is tkbullies.com. Located in Cincinnati, Ohio, our kennel is dedicated to breeding exotics, American bullies, and merles. All right, Josh, we are back uh, from a little break, um, and we were talking about uh, basically the war on, on Black America uh, and how, for some reason, they keep doubling down on it. Like, every time we think we kind of see a light at the end of the tunnel, they're like, no, you don't. Um, so, you know, we talked about uh, all the things that Black folks went through with the Olympics. Um we talked about a little bit of what's going on with the 1619 project uh, and as far as critical race theory, you know. So they all have you think that critical race theory was just just popped up here recently. Critical race theory is older than me. I'm about to be 40. So critical race theory happened in the 70s. And, you know, it was basically, once again, just being taught by folks that go to law school so they can understand whether they're going to be, you know, uh, prosecutors or um or not you know that the system runs this way so you need to think this way <clears throat> and that's all it is and you know white folks and republicans will have you say that basically uh critical race theory is teaching younger generations to hate america when all it's doing it is teaching them the truth about america and it's not teaching hate now Will you hate America after you find out the truth? That's up to you. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's all uh, you. Yeah, it's all you. So you know, uh, the darker your skin, the higher the chance that you're going to hate America after you find out the real truth on what happened. Listen, hold on, man. It's like us light skin folks. Uh, we dealt with a lot of problems. Well, like, I mean, you, I, no, yeah. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> you know, we ain't gonna leave out the light skins. You know, come on back. Yeah, we coming back. Know, we coming right. back. You know, we ain't gonna leave out the Albie Shores of the world. Look, right, man. Know. We all black though. Yeah, At the same time. Yeah. We all black. Exactly. You know that. You know the uh, Italians was black. For a while, uh-huh. and then they got they got their they little, little hit. Light. The yeah. Jewish people was black, mm-hmm. and then they got their mm-hmm. little highlight, mm-hmm. and ain't nobody went back. Even the, even the Asian people, yeah, you and know see, the Japanese and, was locked up in here. And see, that's the problem because the sixteen nineteen project and critical race theory, it is not geared towards whitewashing the history. What it does is it reveals the history. So. Anybody that's learning it, no matter whether you black, white, Indian, Jewish, Asian, whatever, you're going to know the truth. And what the problem is, like I said earlier, is that that problem grows because now once white folks see and, and other ethnic ethnicity see what has been done to black and brown folks, they will sympathize and empathize with us. So then they will help fight with black people to get real changes up in Congress, to get real changes in the Senate, to get real changes out of the White House so that black folks aren't just trying to be equal. But we have an actual place in this country and we can build from that to get generational wealth, to break the gen- uh, the generational uh, uh, curses that we have, and that's what they don't want. Mm. Because once we start building upon that and getting what was taken from us and what we're being oppressed from, okay. we take power back out of their hands, and yeah. they don't want that. Because for some reason, and that's what I understand, <clears throat> some white folks think that if they give black folks power, we're going to do to them what they did to us. Yeah, it's kind of like always that scary feel. like Right, and the thing like, yeah. is, if we really wanted to do that, all those killings in Chicago and all that black crime, y'all say, we could easily flip that shit on y'all. And, you know, if we go die anyway, we might as well go ahead and just kill y'all and get out the way. But we're not that type of people. No, you know that's a different conversation. That's another conversation. It, it is, too, you know, but, yeah, but, but come on, you yeah, know. Right, so right. you know, it's like that's just not in us now. You know, with kind of doubling back on on that black, you know, there's no such thing as black on black crime. But you know, our teens killing each other, not the two people that got killed at the banks, um, and uh, a 13 year old just got shot last night. Um, you know, it, it that is a very big thing in our culture, and we do we have to find a way to to change that um, because our youth. When we were kids, it was you know for those idiots that was out there that was in the streets in the streets, you would be lucky to make it to twenty five. That's what yeah. was said when we were kids. Yeah. Now they're lucky to make it to sixteen. Yeah, that's true. You know, and that is crazy, you know, and it's like, I'm not that old. That's not like I'm 80 years old. Like, I'm I'm only 38. So in that short time span, it's been taken down from 25 to 16. Like, something's wrong. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit over the break, too. Uh, you know, uh, we talked about how, 
you know, what were you doing as a kid at that age? Most of the Asian guys that have guns and or blickies, excuse me. Yeah, blickies. Blickies. The poles, the yeah, sticks, yeah, you know? yeah. Got that now. I was out playing Killer Man. Yeah. We was in, maybe getting to a fight. I was playing, I don't know if y'all know this, and I probably had never heard of it, but I grew up around Silverton and uh Silverton and uh, Kennedy Heights. We play hot beans and butter. So for those of y'all who don't know, <laughs> I, had, I had no idea what hot beans and butter was. <laughs> for hot beans, for those of y'all who don't know, hot beans and butter, basically you had a belt and you know you do your bubble gum, bubble gum in a dish, all that, and whoever is it, you know, they go find the belt, and basically the rest of the time that they're it, they just basically chasing whoever, whooping their ass with the belt. <laughs> so you know. Never heard of that. One. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> nowadays it's probably like a two for one kids case. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, we was doing that. We were playing battle on the bounce. Um, you know, I didn't know how many kids never heard of Killer Man. Yeah, yeah. I met somebody the other day too. They had no idea what it was. I never, you know, I mean, Killer Man like that was a staple. Like you would hope that you played only on concrete. Because if you ever stepped in that grass area, it was over. Oh, you might get tackled. Yeah. Oh, ain't no might. It was it was happening. Yeah. You just go get tackled. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's like, um, but that's what you know, that's what we were doing, you know. Uh, riding bikes? Riding, yeah, right. You knew bike. where everybody was because everybody's bike was there. Can't tell you exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh shit, everybody over there at Tea House, because that's where all the bikes at. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I got in trouble because I was not in the house before the street lights came. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? You had to be. You had to be. And you better you know, be walking up the street. Yeah. No, you better be in the house. Yeah. Look, I had, I had, I, look, I was, I was given permission to, I, like, if I look out the front door, I don't see you. Uh huh. It's a problem. It's an issue. Yeah. My mama went like this, like, listen, your ass is in this house. I got it. It's over. Okay. 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 All right, mom. All I right. So, you know, and, you know, it, it was, it was that, or, you know, going down, you know, to, and playing basketball. Like I said, I grew up at Kennedy Heights. We was always at the cage. Um, when we grew up, uh, when we moved over to Golf Manor, we was always at Roseline Park. Like, my mom mm-hmm. would know where we were at, you know, at a certain time. We were like, hey, we going to the park. And that's where we would be at. So we would be on the court from the time we get there to sundown, right? So it was time to go home. Right, right. Like, my mom would come over sometimes and just bring us Powerades and Gatorades. And she know, like, that's what we was doing. That's where y'all was going to be. That's where we was at, that's you know. you said. Yeah. I yeah. You know, so it's like it wasn't no, you know, oh, I don't know where he is or, you know, you know, we didn't have no guns and no, no, no drugs, no none of that, bro. Like, it, you know, these kids nowadays, like a lot of their innocence have been stripped away. And I think a lot of it has to do with the more that they have in front of them through these these mobile devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because they have more of the world accessible to, to them right through their thumbs. We right. didn't have that. Right. No, nah, you no, know? nah, we sure didn't, man. You know, it was like, even when the internet came out. I was out, happy I had a pager yeah. for a while. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you know, my pager was, <laughs> I had three. I had I had the black one. I lost that one. Then my mama got me a, a sky blue see-through one. I had one of those, yeah. Uh, and then um, my favorite color is red. So my third one right before I got a cell phone was red. It was all red. Uh, black buttons with uh with the green and the red, and then the two little white dots on the other one. Yeah, yeah bro. Yes, you know, had a little gold. Was. Had a little gold. Uh, uh, yeah, chain clip. Yeah, bro. Oh, you was doing. It. <laughs> yeah, you was doing yeah, it with you that. Know, mama yeah. laid me out. I ain't gonna lie, you know. So you know, but it's like now, 
they got phones so they can see what's going on they can see the the you know what happened with george floyd they can see you know all the shootings in you know in 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 chicago they can listen to we listen to rap music i grew up listening to master p uh you know and master p was my nigga like that's all i listened to they had like, some every damn week yeah every week you know like i said i grew up over on the east side so i would go over to everybody's and you know grab my new cd oh, and yeah, go home know about everybody you know man, we used to go to the bird king man and slide over to everybody's yeah, yeah. Our way. Uh-huh. right around the corner of the udl get them out and they'll be going home yeah so um you know but it's like i never grew up wanting to be a drug dealer yeah, no, nah, you nah, know, I can't say I wanted to. You know, um, Biggie told us the Ten Crack Commandments, but I never followed those steps. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like these kids nowadays, they'll listen to, you know, Money Bag Yo, or they'll listen to uh Pooh Shiesty or you know, all these cats, whatever, and they want to go and do exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a breakdown at home, if it's a breakdown in their mental or what the hell's going on, but it's like you know, we listen to all this stuff, like we was talking about in the last episode, like with Pepe Le Pew. We looked at Pepe Le Pew, we knew he was, you know, he he was what he was on or whatever, but none of us turned out, I don't say none of us, but most of us never turned out to be womanized like Pepe. Like, we just watched the show. I didn't think of it as that. Yeah. I thought, well, damn, he's always after this. Yeah, he's always after the nothing. Okay, crazy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, right. But, you know, right. it's like nowadays the kids see that and they like, oh, I want to go do that. Like, you know, like I be telling my son all the time, like, listen, you can't repeat everything that you hear off of TikTok. Right. And it's some, it's some, it gets raunchy. It gets yeah. crazy on there. But of course, they get to see everything. I wasn't exactly. able to see you. Well, you can pretend a lot too. So you can pretend that you got things going on. So I'm thinking, like, well, dang, dude, bro got it. Yeah. I need to go through that. Maybe yeah. I'm saying I'm going I'm to get my purse and my blicky because <laughs> I don't care what y'all say. That's a damn purse that they wearing right now. Like, yeah. I, when I was a kid, we wore the little fanny pack. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, it's like, yeah, I can't really wear a fanny yeah, pack no more. Yeah, now so. we got the fanny pack to go across your chest. Yeah. And it's cool. I, I hear you, but it's a purse. Yeah, exactly. It's not a satchel. It's a purse. Yeah. A purse and a blicky. Right. Purse and a blicky. And I don't so want to hear. I don't want to hear because Indiana Jones have one. Yeah, no. nah, no. nah, bro. No, no. nobody's just buying that. <laughs> nobody's just buying that. So it's just it's crazy to see like the transition from that. Like yeah. now, but you're able to see those people pretending. You're able to see right. those folks doing this and doing that. So it seems cool. We, when we were growing up, I didn't see none of that. No, I hey, wasn't you know what? seeing you that. Kind of you wouldn't have saw it because. After you gotta wait, wait for the damn dial up. You like, oh, you know yeah. what? I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That DSL was a bullshit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you had All to wait. that, nah. Man, we, so, was, we was lucky to see the damn uh, map quest. Yeah, that was it. You know, so it, you know, I really think that you know, we once once resources are opened up to everybody, like white folks have it, and and richer. Uh, I guess more affluent people have, then the black community will will level out. Um, but you know, most crimes, and if you look at the areas where the crimes happen at, it is low income, poverty areas. You mm-hmm. know, where you have places where black folks are more affluent, or they are, you know, um, they have a more abundance of life. Crime isn't really happening out there. You know. And uh, you know, so it's like if the if 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 we can all once, like I said, if we can all 
just try to get our limited resources together and help each other out, then once we do that, I think we'll be able to get our hands onto more uh, resources, whether it's money or whether it's programs or, you know, grants or, you know, whatnot to where we can help out our community. I'm not talking about helping out the city. I'm talking about helping out the black community because I think we are in real trouble because, you know, even if white folks way of living starts declining, our life is going to decline even faster because we're not even where they're at. So mm-hmm. that when they start declining, they have to be at a certain level. We're not even at that level yet. Right, right. Okay. So, you know, it's, um, but it, it's, we got a lot of work. And, you know, it's, it's going to take, like they usually say, it takes a village. It's going to take everybody um, to reach out to these kids, to reach out to these, you know, these fathers that don't want to be in their kids' lives. It's going to be, you know, in the corners or, you know, just doing them. And the same thing with these mothers, you know, that they don't really know how to be a parent because their parents weren't really parents. You know, they just let them go and do them. So now they're, they have kids, they letting the kids go and do them. But then if you try to talk to them, like, yo, Little pookie bad as hell. Like he doing this, he doing that. Oh no, my baby an angel. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Because yeah. if, if my mom was told that I was out here screwing around, I was out here doing some shit, my mom would whoop my ass right down the spot. Oh yeah. You know. You hope it ain't in front of your friends. Exactly. And a couple of times I was doing some dumb shit, and that's what happened. Yeah. You know, and I'm here today. I, I don't have any criminal record. You know, I'm not a drug addict. I'm not an alcoholic. You know. I had a I had a single mother and once she did get married, you know, she was still, you know, she was still on our ass to the point where everybody's good. You know, everybody's good. We still alive. We have families. We're productive citizens. Right. You know, and I think that's what we need. We need real parents and we need real adults out here that have that know the struggle. If you know the struggle and you can help out. Find a nonprofit, find an organization, find a project, something that you can give your life experiences to these kids so that they can see that even though you came out of the gutter and you had to get it out of the mud, like they say nowadays, Mm -hmm. there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know, you don't always have to struggle. You don't always have to 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 sell your body. You don't always have to sell drugs. You don't always have to be a shisty ass person. You can come from that, elevate from that, and make a good living and you know, and still just be a human. Mm, say that again. Just be a damn just be human. a human. You don't gotta be the baddest bitch and the hardest nigga. Just be a human. Yeah. You know. Um, but that's 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 all I got for this week. Uh, I'm, uh, next week, I think we're going to dive into marriage. Oh, okay. Uh, nice, interesting. Uh... Um, because, uh, yeah, marriage is another thing that will stop a lot of this shit that's going on, uh, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, a good marriage and uh, two good people coming together as one, um, you know, it shows the kids that uh, stability it shows white folks uh, stability. It shows other black people st- uh, stability. So, you know, if you have a good couple and, you know, they're reaching out to people and they're trying to show that, you know, yeah, we still have little bullshit that goes on, but we're not letting though that little bullshit break us. And we want to get through it. We want to fight together. We want to stay stronger with each other. It shows the whole community around them that it's possible. 
Mm, I like that. So, yeah, next we're going to talk about marriage and, you know, all the little things that go into that. Um, but listen, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Once again, this is that one cat. Uh, these are my thoughts. This is my homie, Poppy Rich, and this is the most requested podcast. I got it right that time. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's all right, man. It's all right. <laughs> Roll right off the tongue, man. Hey, man, this is the new Cincinnati. This is your boy. It's your boy. I'm your man. I'm the guy. Poppy Rich, this is the most requested podcast. This is Thoughts with that one cat. Appreciate y'all. Peace.